This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Shut Your Trap, aka Chris Freebus. Joining us as always, my co-host, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How are things today? Things today are uh they're they're swimming along just peachy keen. Uh I'm I'm a, Good. Yeah, I'm a I'm a bit uh jealous of everybody that's out there playing at uh replay effects in uh <sighs> Pittsburgh right now. It looks like a pinball cornucopia of good times oh it does doesn't it man it's <laughs> it looks amazing yeah they i mean they were showing pictures all week on twitter of the uh, warehouse and the map of all the machines that were going to be going in there and it's just like oh it looks like so much fun and then uh pinball arcade tweeted out because they of course have a booth there and they yeah. tweeted out a pic of uh our good friend pinball Wiz 45b playing at their booth ah right there you go I must have missed that one in, the, in my tweet uh, feed this week. So I, I fully expect him to, uh, Pinball Wiz, that is, to mm. uh, come back to us next week and spill the goods on everything that he learned. Not that he'll learn much because he doesn't have an NDA, but... <laughs> no, he doesn't. But he's a nice guy, so you never know. He might be told some things. <laughs> right. We'll get into a little later of why you should go talk to Farsight when you see them at one of these uh, events. Events, pinball of, I don't know, what do you call them? They're not conventions. Uh, They're um, expos. Expos, yeah, pinball expos. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll get into that a little later. But uh, first, most pressing news to to discuss, and uh, this has directly to do with, Jared, you being in the future and uh, me, what I'm doing tonight at midnight. Okay. Okay. Well, what is? What are you doing at midnight? Tonight? Well, uh, there's a new Harry Potter book coming out. And, oh right. Uh, I have been tasked, as I have been tasked with the past few books, uh, to at midnight go and procure the book so that then my wife can stay up the rest of the night and reading it. Feast upon us. Yeah. So that by the time that I wake up, she then shoves it in my face and says. You must read so that then we can discuss. Right. <laughs> so this is actually a requirement of your marriage? It, it, uh, yes, this is. To, this is one part to, of our wedding vows. Uh, yes. that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this one will be a little bit different just because it's a uh, play, so it's not written as a novel. But, but here's my question to you. Ah, yeah. Okay. I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, here's my question to you. Point. You being in the future, mm. could you go out and get the book right now? Oh, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, Why don't you know these things? Because <laughs> Harry Potter is not relevant to my interests. <laughs> not yet. How old are your kids? It soon uh, will be, believe me. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Although that think, being said, we were into it before we even had a kid, so. Yeah. Because it's been running a long time now, hey? Like, you, you look at the first couple of movies... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do to my wife here. Find out how long have the books been around? But yeah, trust me, Jared. When when your kids are, you know, nine, ten. Kids, what about him? What about <laughs> my, my wife's like? Screw your kids. What about you? Read the damn mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I, I don't. 
I'm 37. He's, he's 37. <laughs> I see the movies. He's seen the movies. Does that help? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a great troll! <laughs> troll level one hundred plus. <laughs> so as you can tell that if uh, if if you came into our house and didn't. Uh, didn't participate in Harry no, Potter madness. Exactly, you wouldn't be allowed in the house. Be like, <laughs> there'd be a book shoved in your uh, chest. Go, don't talk to us until you finish this. You have a job before you can enter this this realm. You must complete the book, <laughs> the series, not just a book. Right, the, the whole trilogy on the the seven what seven movies now? There was um, eight movies because there were seven books. They split the last book into two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's ridiculous, eh? I would like to catch up with all the movies at least because I got to, um, well, I think the fourth one. I think. Oh no, it gets even worse, honey. He uh, he's only gotten up to the fourth movie. Yeah, she's giving you a stone stare right now. <laughs> I know it's bad because there's silence. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got to thinking though with uh, with Harry Potter, what a great pinball machine that would make. I mean, think about it. Why haven't they done it? Right. That is crazy. Not only, I have two different ideas too that would mm. play perfectly for pinball. The mm. the first idea is just Harry Potter world, the universe in general, being so filled with magic. Think of all the cool things, and if you think about just past tables that have been magic based or whatever themed, of disappearing balls, balls popping up in different areas. Uh, you think about like mist multi ball with uh, yeah. with Dracula. Think about on Metallica the hammer that slams the ball down into the table. The um, levitating ball in um, Pinball Magic. Exactly. Like, yeah. There are so many cool things that could be done via pinball and just have a Harry Potter theme. Now, mm. the other thing that I think would be even really sweet would be how about a Quidditch table? And you think well, about it, yeah. Quidditch, you have these three hoops. Does he even know what Quidditch yes, is? Yes, he knows what Quidditch is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Quidditch, you got the three hoops, which could easily be, you know, shots that you're having to make, you know, launching the ball through the hoops. Um, mm. The whole game is based off of, you know, the various, you've got the, the golden snitch, you've got the, the blur, you've got uh, the quaffle. I mean, all, anyway, there, there would be all these... Uh, things that you could actually do to make an interesting, you know, you could have, di you could have different size balls if you wanted, or you could just have like twilight zone. Quit interrupting. <laughs> you could have, you could have uh, like twilight zone had the ceramic ball. You could also have the golden ball come out for the snitch and, you know, it'd be a hurry up shot that you got to be able to, you know, launch it into something or whatever. Uh, ball action bounds your flippers could be look like the the the, the bats the, the bludger bats um I, mean, I don't know i'm just like it is amazing that it hasn't been turned into a, a pinball machine back then how incredible would it be to see like it will all be habit rails and insanity you know exactly and, you know d gravity defying habit rails as well so you know the ball would jump between them and stuff like that pretty much like a rube goldberg machine i'm thinking mm. you know and just wow it would be amazing it would be so cool and doable like you could just go crazy with rails and just have them like going between each other and over and above and down and 
it'd be pretty cool. It'd be expensive. Like it would be like a, a $15,000 pro, uh, you know, a stern one, because there would be no pro. You'd have to have like the premium only for this. Um, just with the amount of tech that they need to put into it. But geez, would it be fun? Yes, it would. This would be yeah. something that Zen should mm. pick up. This is a, a thing that Zen should do because they would be able to do it justice. Um, and again, them being able to do multiple tables with the same license. And I, VR. And yeah. VR. Like, gee, like they've got it sewn up. Like, imagine that table in VR. Yeah. Yep. That would be the bomb. Like, <laughs> yeah. The whole seven tables, like you could theme it around everything. Like it'd be so like logical just to do those seven tables as like a, a, a Star Wars pack, you know. So you're welcome, Zen. Yeah, please, <laughs> please accept. Um, who's the owner of that property? That's dear. that's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah, uh, they have to do a deal. Well, you'd have to not only do a deal with Warner Brothers, you'd also have to do a Rolling. deal with uh, Scholastic. Who Scholastic. does? They're the ones that published the book. Oh. And then, uh, and then, yeah, J.K. Rowling. You'd have to. Uh... Boy, there'd be a bit of a cut going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. It, it, I mean, when you think about it, there's there's a very good reason why Warner Brothers is uh, coming out with a uh, the uh, uh, was it uh, magical beasts and where to find them, mm. fantastic beasts and where to find them, uh, and and it was a thin little tiny supplementary pamphlet of a book. And they're turning that into a trilogy. A trilogy, um, right. Yes. So, I mean, and the thing is, it's not even based on the book. The book was, you know, it was a textbook, like a school textbook. So mm. they went, J.K. Rowling went and wrote a whole script that has nothing to do with the book necessarily. But point being, they're milking that thing for everything it's worth. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it would cost a, it would cost a, uh, just a tiny licensing a teeny, fee. tiny, tiny little imagine, bit. you know. Yeah. Ten dollars uh, <laughs> on the way. <laughs> no Kickstarter, but ten dollars per table. No Kickstarter, yeah. No. Well, speaking of tables that are on the way that uh, we actually can look forward to, and many of us have been looking forward to for a very Very long, long time. time. It's big hurt. We, <laughs> 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 we, we will talk about big hurt in a little bit. Uh, that is the. Newest table that has dropped on uh, Pinball Arcade. But in their newsletter announcement, they gave the hint of what to look forward to next. And although some people are positive, it's Sharky Shootout because the hint showed somebody holding a magic eight ball. And there's an eight ball, I guess, at the top corner of Sharky Shootout. It's no, the clear. Party. Yeah, the, the clear <laughs> obvious winner here is it's uh, eight ball deluxe, folks. We're finally getting that <laughs> Bally Classic. Because it's and, top of the line. <laughs> yes, to, yeah, the, the clue says deluxe. it's top of the line. That'd be yeah. deluxe. That'd be deluxe. Um, yes. So that's really, really something to look forward to. A lot of people have been anxiously wanting that table. A poll was taken how many years ago, Jared? Oh, Two and a half? Now. Yeah. Something like that. And A-Ball Deluxe came in first, and instead we got Centaur, I believe. Yeah, something like that, because yeah. that's what people voted for. Or they chose not to do a ball deluxe because instead they decided they were going to do Cube or Wizard. Wizard. I don't know why. <laughs> I do. No, I do know why. And this is this is leading all into why if you see Farsight at one of these expos that you should go talk to them. <laughs> mm. So 
Farsight chose 8-Ball Deluxe because they did what a lot of people do who have never played a particular machine. And that is, they looked at YouTube videos. Oh, you mean they, they chose uh, Cubal Wizard? Cubal Wizard, yes. yes. So they'd done the poll. They knew that 8-Ball Deluxe came in first. They looked mm -hmm. at it. I'm sure this conversation went, oh, that's for a pool cue or pool ball themed table. That's kind of... Huh, isn't there isn't there another pool ball table? Yeah, wasn't there that? Hey, wait, there's that other game. Microvite Soft made it, and it has the exact same name as ours, which is Pinball Arcade. And hey, in Pinball Arcade, there was that cue ball wizard. So I think they looked it up on videos, and they went, "Hey, look, it's DMD. It's a uh, a Gottlieb, which we need to get more Gottliebs into the game." So let's do that one. Yeah, and then I think they looked at the video, and they just kind of went, "Hey, this looks like it's more fun." Uh, than some, you know, boring stand-up target, you know, or drop target uh, bonanza. And yeah. that's what they went for. Um, they might have played, I think they had played Q-Ball Wizard at uh, an expo or something like that. But here's mm. the thing. They never had played A-Ball Deluxe. Yeah. So flashback to last January of 2016, and I'd gone to the... Arcade Expo 2.0. Farside had their booth there. Norman and Mike were there, like I'm sure that they're at replay effects right now. And I was talking to Norman, and we decided to go out onto the floor, play some machines. And before we even walked out onto the floor, I was like, so, have you played 8-Ball Deluxe yet? And he was like, no. I'm like, boom, let's go. Let's go do it. Let's yep. go do it. So I walked him over to 8-Ball Deluxe, showed him the table, he had a look at it. He was still just kind of like, eh, I don't see what the big deal is, but okay, I'll, I'll mess with it. And uh, he had two games on it, turned to me and was like, I get it now. I understand. So I'm not saying that I necessarily influenced him to, or influenced Farsight to do A-Ball Deluxe, but I kind of am. <laughs> I'll take you, credit. You, you help them understand that it's a, a good game. Yeah, because Norman is the purchaser of pinball machines. He's also a producer on the game. And if you can get Norman excited about something as a producer of the game, he holds a little more sway over, you know, where what direction they're going to go on yeah. certain tables and machines. So, uh, yeah. So if you see these guys in any of these uh, expos, drag them out. Go play a game with them. I mean, they're great guys to hang out with and talk with, but they're also fun to play pinball with. Um, mm. you know, go show them what you're excited about and ask them what they're excited about uh, so that you can see for yourself why it is that, that they're excited over something. And then you can come onto the forum and spill the beans. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh, I would love to do it. I would love if I was in the U.S. to go over and just go, yep, I'm going. Wherever you're going, I'm going to. Because, yeah. you know, and, you know, because you've got really good pinball events over there. Um, so I, I would like that. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and talk about uh, Big Hurt then? Yeah, let's go and do that. So, yeah, Big Hurt was out. Um, I've been playing it. It's uh, I'm There's some things I'm pleased to see about it. And that is that they have removed the center post from between. Now, you said that was... Prototype with the center post, or was that production run? I think, well, I've seen tables out there with the center post in it. I've, I've played on one, um, but in fast sites, they don't have it. And that's a good thing because it's it's too easy anyhow, the, the table. And having that in the middle is basically like a snooze fest. So oh. um, you've really got to have that in there for the game to be at least half risky. Um, 
So that's good to see. Um, they also, what else did they do that was notable? Um, they have, uh, they've done some, on mobile, they've done some lighting up the back as well, which is um, not normally expected on mobile. Um, and it is, um, they've sort of lit up the, the the back sort of scoops, you know, where the ball goes around left field and right field. Yeah. Um, um, they have actually lit those up sort of environmentally. And um, they, uh, that looks really good. It look, like, you know, for mobile, it actually looks really quite convincing up there. Um, there I have noticed some weird things going on that were on mobile at least. Um, and that was that uh, the Big Hurt sign on the scoreboard has been reversed, which is weird. Um, okay. So it's actually been flipped. Um, okay. And then uh, the, you know, up in the pop bumper area, there's a little saucer that the ball can fall into. Um, well, that's lost all of its assets. So it's just a big sort of hole, um, basically, with no sort of um, red um, cup in it. Okay. Um, and there's also, um, we we're talking about posturizing a couple of episodes ago. There's posturizing all over the table as well, which I don't really think was there in the beta. I didn't really notice it as much, or maybe I expected it to be in the beta and cleaned up before it was released, but it wasn't. So, um, so those are the three things that I saw that are a little bit weird. And of course, being having promo, you zoom on the table, you get like a helicopter view of it looking down. Um, when you go over the back where the um, glove rotates, yeah. there isn't there isn't a cutout where the glove actually rotates. It's just a solid bit of wood, so it's mm. like oh, it's just floating there in in magic land. You know, it, it's my opinion is that sure you probably not you don't actually see it in game. Like if you're just yeah. playing the game, you don't see the thing going there. But if you can see it, it needs to be right. And if you have pro mode, you can see it. Therefore, it needs to be right. Um, so they're the 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 sort of things I've observed about it. Um, my, my impressions have been a, and this is just after a day of playing with it. Not terrible for a godly premiere. Um, no, certainly more. Fun. It's certainly more enjoyable uh, than uh, I always want to say Reno nine one one rescue nine one one and uh, TX sector. Um, it's definitely better than those two. And uh, miles better than class of eighteen twelve, which I just can't stand. No, so, um, yeah, uh, I do also like. I'm not thrilled with the artwork on the table, but I also recognize that it's, it's kind of like with all the uh, Sega tables, mm. how they had this really horrible silk screening that they used, and so it, yeah. it kind of hid the insert lights. Uh, like they were supposed to shine through the silk screening and instead yeah. it always just kind of turns out muddy and yep. it wasn't really nice and crisp graphics at all. Like it didn't look like they were painted on. It was just, yeah, yeah, was just yeah. it, so I'm not thrilled. And, but that's again, that's not a slide on far side. That's a slide on. Premier. Premier. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm having, I, I managed to get through all the standard goals without uh, uh, too much even knowing what to do on the table. Now I'm into the wizard goals, uh, trying to figure out the table itself without, I always like to, to mess with the table before looking at the rules. And I'm still trying to figure out how to light certain aspects of the table to, to advance modes or advanced endings. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, it's, it, it's not bad. Uh, 
So yeah, with uh, with Big Hurt, uh, the one thing that I'm not disappointed with is I like that it keeps track of your home runs and the catches. It's got mm-hmm. that. It, it, I feel that it has at least embraced the sports theme of it and given you something that has to do with baseball. Yeah, uh, I think that actually, for me, I, I'm not really a big fan of baseball, but it seems to have a bit, the theme wrapped up pretty well. Like you've got all the thing, all the the terminology that you would hear. Yeah, you, you got innings game. that you're advancing. You got uh, base hits filling up the bases. Then you can do your grand slams, your home runs. Uh, you're trying to get to the World Series for your wizard goal uh, or wizard mode. So, I mean, yeah, it seems to have really captured a lot of that, which is which is fun. And yeah. plus, on top of that, it just goes into what we've been referring to uh, season six here of Pinball Arcade, which is the season of sports. <laughs> the wide world of sports ball. So we've had Indy 500. We have Big Hurt. We're going to have 8-Ball Deluxe. Uh, I've compiled a list of what I feel uh, are, are the potentials. Uh, so we've got... If you count eight ball deluxe, and then you, we know uh, AG Soccer is coming, yes. and we know that we have Doctor Who, which we really got to figure out how to make Doctor Who uh, a reason for being in the season of sports. Um, so that leaves five more tables if we can uh, knock out the rest of them in sports. And uh, my list of potentials is uh, Roller Games, NBA Fast Break, Bonsai Run, Radical, World Cup Soccer, 300, Vector, Monday Night Football, Blackwater 100, and what the hell, Evil Knievel. <laughs> because it's a bit old school. It's a bit old school, and hey, we do we do have to uh, have a uh, uh, an EM, right? Isn't that the yeah. idea, that we're going to have an Absolutely. EM? I, I think that would be a great EM to put in the collection. Um, yeah, that sounds, like, well, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good lineup, really. It does. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we bring in a, uh, a caller, a listener, who goes by the name of Andrew, and uh, let's let's ask him his opinion of this. Good idea. Hey, Andrew, do you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, ah, okay. there we go. Yes, we do. <laughs> hey, so uh, you you uh, follow us on Twitter? I actually, as you noticed, I got brought on Blab from a friend of mine, and actually signed up through Twitter and stumbled across this. Sorry, I just ran inside and out. Uh, catch my breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually stumbled across it right after you had finished the show. All right. Ah. So I'm a pinball nut, and I'm kind of right over here by by my few here. So right now he's showing us uh, Ripley's Metallica, and is yes, that a Medieval that's, Madness? Uh, one of the remakes. Oh, the remakes. Nice. Nothing, nothing wrong no. with the remake. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That is very nice. I mean, especially since Ripley's, I absolutely it's one of my favorites in Pinball Arcade, and, uh, and you can never go. This is my second Ripley's, and I I won't get rid of that game. <laughs> how does it uh, How does it play compared to Pinball um, Arcade? I played a bunch of them, and like I said, this being my second one, this one plays spot on to Pinball Arcade. And I oh, bought, really interesting. I bought this one with eighty plays uh, about eight months ago. Which doesn't have wow. no, <laughs> no. So, and I'll, I'll see if I can. <laughs> That's it incredible. I don't know how much you'd be able to see, but it's. I mean, it's flawless. I put a cliffy on the hole there, but there's nowhere under the hole. Uh huh. It's uh, did a bunch of LEDs. You know. Yeah, it's uh, looking pretty just nice. To give you an idea. This is kind of a telltale sign right there. 
that there's oh, nowhere oh, in all way. the blue. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah, so listeners, if you were on Blab right now, you'd be uh, staring at an absolutely gorgeous yeah. replace. <laughs> Why aren't you here? <laughs> you should be here. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been I've been doing pinball for a while, um, probably going on four years. And uh, I just tried the Ghostbusters LE uh, last uh, two nights ago. And mm. uh, yeah. I got one in. And then another friend of mine up the road I'm going to tonight to try the Hobbit. Uh, so that'll be interesting. You got some good friends. How are the uh, how are the uh, bumpers on the Ghostbusters? The Magnus slings, if you get them or, dialed in, yeah, the Magnus the slings. Biggest thing that I noticed at first, they they didn't feel like they were responsive at all, and they just didn't seem like they were working. Mm. Um, and I'm a stickler for setup, so you know this guy didn't even have it leveled when I got over there. So we went oh. ahead and I leveled oh. it, and uh, I also just really adjusted the the switches. Uh, so they were so close that, I mean, you could just breathe on them almost and it would fire. Uh, oh, then it was mm-hmm. perfect. I mean, it. it mm. the, the thing about it was was that, you know, they seem like normal slings, but they do something weird every now and again. Like, it'll grab the ball and just spin it in a circle and then fling it off sometimes. <laughs> right, it's got a little bit of programmability yeah. in there. It, so it, It's neat. It definitely changes the... Uh, you know, the whole feel of the game because I played pro and I played the LE. Um, uh, the LE play or the LE and the premium play, you know, night and day different. Uh, oh, okay. So it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, Ghostbusters is tough. I mean, the, the side drains are extremely brutal. The center drain, because the flippers are short, are, have a wider gap, um, are, are tough. He had bought some kind of a mod that had a post center post that went okay. between the two flippers and that made it worlds better just you know more forgiving mm. but i mean it made it more like a normal table instead of something you drain every three seconds <laughs> yeah that would be yeah. better you uh you messaged here saying that you, you can't wait for the stern pinball arcade uh what is it that you're looking forward to most just the fact that you get to play tables that you don't usually get your hands on or is it uh just seeing how it translates digitally well how it translates digitally i mean i've I've pretty much got a chance to play anything i've ever wanted to play with the exception of maybe big lebowski at this point and uh uh, i go to the i live down in tennessee and i go to an auction that's uh every two months or so right local here and you know they have a ton of pins i got a handful of collectors locally that you know all the top new pins that come out they usually pick them up i paint houses and stuff nice. so i don't you know yeah. <laughs> me buying pins is kind of you know uh i i was i'm fortunate enough to have i only have three grand into my entire collection to give you an idea wow so how did you swing that yeah <laughs> bought and sold and did services on other people's machines and mods and uh, okay you know over the course of four four years or so and uh, just kind of never spent a dime other than putting it back into pinball and uh, huh. so yeah it worked out worked out really well I, I was following the market really hot and heavy there for a while uh when it was rolling yeah. so i'd say you know i i'd always make at least 500 dollars on a machine every time i bought and sold it sometimes it would be every other week okay <laughs> so, so it, as a now, now i have a two-year-old and i don't do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes we, we know that uh very well oh, yeah. how that goes yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> what is it what is the uh the table i mean Obviously, having a uh, medieval madness—that's always on a lot of people's bucket list for the must-have machine. Yep. Uh, 
what is the table that you're eyeballing that you're just like, I must get? Um, well, Ripley's, obviously, that's been one that I've bought and sold. I, I never get sick of that, and that's probably one I'll keep mm -hmm. forever. Um, Metallica's been great. I'd really like to play more. I play uh, uh, Lebowski because, it, I mean, it looks great. Uh, I just haven't – I don't know how much I, – I don't know enough about it, you know. Um, Medieval Madness, Attack from Mars, Theater of Magic, those are all my staples from when I was growing up. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, picking one is pretty hard. <laughs> hard to do. You know? yeah, it is. <laughs> Metallica is so deep. I'll be honest with you. I've had Metallica for two years now, and I'm just still learning it. Wow. You know, and that's. I love that table. Every time I put my hands on it, I think it's fantastic. It's great, man. And I don't know if you've seen this hammer or not, but I got one of these custom, custom hammers. If you can see that. It's different than the normal yeah, hammer. Yeah, uh, they made th uh, this guy out in California made thirty of them, and I was fortunate okay. to get my hands on one of, through a, another local collector that had sold his machine and, and pulled it off and set it aside. And uh, I had him work it into a deal with a Johnny Mnemonic. So. Oh right, because <laughs> oh. I wonder if it's one. I wonder if it's one of the guys that's in my club. I know that uh, one of the guys that's in my pinball league. I'm in Orange County in uh, in uh, Orange County pinball club uh, league that's in Southern Cal and uh, like the guy that runs our, our club is one of the makers of uh, color DMV. Oh, okay. this guy so is, if this that guy gives, is yeah, <laughs> he probably, he work, he's working. Arc, on yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's in our league. All right. That's why I was like, I wonder if it's one of our guys. Cause I know there's a few guys that have done some mods on uh, Metallica that have been pretty sweet uh, that have been done That's on. A small world. This is so. the other big one that I did on it. And I don't know if you can see too well is the side rails. Oh yeah. They so look I had good. them powder coated. Oh yeah. And uh, I can get it. I can't, can't quite see on the camera facing that way. It goes all the way up the side. Yeah. That looks pretty nice. Which is, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I think I think it's safe to say that looks yeah, very metal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Uh, well, hey, uh, thanks for joining us, Andrew. I, uh, certainly good to talk pinball to anybody and everybody, and uh, we appreciate you following us. Absolutely. Feel free man. to uh, feel free to comment anytime. We do awesome. it every Saturday, same time, three p.m. Uh, West Coast. Figured, do the math That's for right. everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Andrew. All right, later, thanks, man. man. Bye, bye. So, see, folks, we do take calls occasionally, so long as they're uh, based on pinball and not like what we had last <laughs> we week, which was a screaming black yeah, lady that called us misogynistic pigs because we were two white yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a funny time. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was a, that was a, a load of laughs, I must say. Um, <laughs> so. Did we have other pinball business to uh, to approach? We we covered Big Hurt. We covered Eight Ball Deluxe. Um, oh, the head to head is opening up on our Android. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly, and it's also it's in beta right now. It went to uh, public beta on mm. Steam. So right now, if you uh, some people may not know how to to access this, but when you open up the uh, your Steam library. Right click on Pinball Arcade at the very bottom. It'll say properties. You click on properties. It'll open up a tab. Across the tab, there'll be something that says beta. If you select on beta, it'll give you what the betas that are currently running in Pinball Arcade are. One of them is called the public beta. Select that, and you will be able to now be a beta tester on the head-to-head -head mode that uh, Farsight has just put in. 
they made some improvements to the user interface. So you still have the four boxes up top that say uh, last played, newest table, table of the month, and or free table of the month, and uh, random. Then directly below that, it now says arcade. So if you click that, it'll automatically bring up all the uh, tables that are available, which is a nice because a lot of people were confused about how to get into uh, the tables because it was that little tiny icon at the upper yeah. left of the uh, screen. Um, but also, so they, they, they wound up being four tabs on there, but one of the tabs is head-to-head. Um, For a while now, that thing has like, on mobile. It's just been, hey, coming soon. Uh, it, this is going to ah. be a thing. And uh, <laughs> it's been like that ever since we got the new UI on Android. But now it's actually going to be a thing on July 31st Central Time, 3 p.m. Uh, and they're doing it for Steam also. Same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, July 31st, uh, it's 3 p.m. Central. So West Coast, that'd be 1 p.m. Uh, East Coast, that'd be 4 p.m. Uh, yeah, they're trying to get as many people onto it as possible. Now, obviously, by the time this podcast gets posted, uh, that date will have passed. But I do encourage everybody to go check it out. Um, we got to try and make this thing work to the you know work out all the kinks so that it uh, functions in a way that we're all happy yeah, with right. um i've tried i've gone on a couple of times just in the past uh, day seeing if anybody is there um i've been able to find one person in the queue and at one point it connected me with the person but it never let us uh, have a table go mm. so i don't know what the issue was um so that those are the kind of things that they're trying to work out to figure out uh, what's happening within the game uh, so yeah, everybody, I, I very much encourage you to, uh, you know, get in on the public beta and mess around. So just with for, for the record, this head to head open beta is only for steam. Um, in the newsletter, it said Android and iOS beta begins next week. That means the beta begins, not the actual head to head ability to do it. Because if <laughs> that would mean that they would be having to release a build, a beta build or today. Um, so that we could actually <laughs> do that. And it's a weekend there. So I'd very much doubt that's going to happen. So I think um, yeah. mobile users will get their opportunity in the coming weeks to actually test this out, which will be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, pinball social. It's more fun to play against other it's, people. There's just no doubt just about like it. Just like Gary three- says, it's fun to compete. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to compete. Uh, the three modes currently that they have are uh, high score, five minute, and ten minute. Mm. Uh, I don't plan on playing high score no that way. often. Just because, no. Right, uh, five minute and ten minute, five yes. Minutes, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... Bring that on. Um, that'll be awesome. Uh, other things that have been... Uh, spreading my attention. So I've been watching a couple of uh, crappy movies this past mm. week. Um, uh, there's a video store that's been around me for years and years and years. I never bothered stepping foot into it. And then the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition came out. Oh, yeah. I didn't see this in the theater, but I was like, if I'm going to watch this movie, I'm going to watch it with the extra half an hour of stuff so that I don't uh, feel like I'm missing anything. And then I found out that the old uh, Red Box, they will not carry that version because they don't carry any of the special edition right. stuff. So I was like, all right, I got to go find this thing. So I go into the store, and not only do they have that, but it turns out that they carry a whole slew of 3D Blu-rays. Oh. I was like, sweet, because I never get to watch. Right. So next thing I know, I come home with four movies. Um, well, 
the the sway of 3D uh, got me to watch the Point Break remake. Oh, it's 3D. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, great. Yeah, what a uh, slightly soulless. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, is the entire time because. Whereas in Point Break, it was just a bunch of surfers, yeah. right? In this movie, it's a bunch of extreme athletes. So there's they're doing you know motocross riding, they're doing skydiving, they're doing wingsuit, they're doing rock climbing, and the whole time I'm like going, boy, it's it's like no fear. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's no fear. It, they they didn't remake Point Break. They remade No Fear. That's and turned this pinball machine into an actual arcade game. I mean, into yeah. a movie. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty terrible. And, uh, then the other, the other 3d movie that I watched that was really good 3d the movie itself was just kind of, eh, was a movie called the walk, which is about this uh, French guy, true story who, uh, back in when the world trade center, uh, twin towers in New York opened, uh, actually before they opened, he wound up stretching a, a tightrope line between the two buildings, so 110 stories up, and uh, then proceeded to cross them with no safety shorts for that. at all. It didn't get much press over here at all. It was a... Right, and there was a... Well, this was back in the 70s that mm. this happened. I'm not quite sure exactly what the date the was. There was a documentary... The movie over here. Yeah, there was a documentary... Uh, yeah, the documentary a few uh, years ago was called Man on a Wire. Um, that was really good. I, I really liked that. Um, the movie was a little bit kind of over the top with the acting. I mean, the, the guy himself is over mm. the top. I mean, even in the documentary, but then having an actor do it too, just kind of like, I don't know, there's something mm. odd about it, but the 3d in it spectacular. So it was a, <laughs> a reference 3d movie for your list now, is it? It would be a reference 3d, uh, just because it gives you that sense oh, of vertigo. There's all sorts of, you know, the camera being directly behind the guy, and then it just kind of rises, cranes up, and looks straight down, <laughs> 110 stories. And then at one point, the camera zooms all the way down, you know, like it's falling all the way down to the crowd <laughs> below to to get a reaction shot. And I mean, there was some really good stuff, and it did. So within 3D, there's what they call uh, before the window and beyond the window. Uh, yeah, beyond the window. Before the window is the kind of stuff that you know pokes out at the audience, goes yeah. ah, and then beyond the window is, yeah. is the depth. And a lot of the people that do 3D, they feel that the before the window is too much mm. of a gimmick, that it takes audiences yeah. out of it. But the thing is, is there's certain filmmakers that have figured out a way to do it where it it is an enhancement mm. and it doesn't stand out. It, it doesn't become that, oh, there's my 3D moment. You know, it's it and it, what it does is it sucks you in. It makes you feel like you're sticking your head through yeah. the window and then pulling your head yep. back out. Um Cameron did it really brilliantly yes. with Avatar. Oh, man. That was I amazing. thought Ridley Scott yeah. did it brilliantly with uh, Prometheus. Um, the movie Gravity flawlessly worked it in there. Um, and so this movie too, it, there's certain moments that just uh, like his pull, his balancing pull will just be, you know, cause they're doing a side profile shot of him and the balancing pole is just sticking right out there yeah. in front of you. You know, um, there's also a way of framing for 3D that is a skill in mm. and of itself. There are certain shots that you do in a normal movie. Typically, they call them an over-the-shoulder. Okay. Uh, and that destroys the illusion in a 3D mm. movie. 
you either have to have somebody completely off the screen or completely on the screen so they're confined within and that sells the illusion of where you are as opposed to having somebody just also yes. chopped it, it, it destroys the illusion yeah. for your eyes um and not many people know how to do that well so this movie did it spectacularly it, it you know again uh, know your directors that know uh, what the heck they're doing with this stuff. Um, but like I said, it wasn't that great of a movie, but it was great reference. Hmm. So kind of brings us back to what we were doing a few podcasts ago with the uh, tables you'd recommend as reference. Top tables. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but then I, I watched a movie last night that turns out it was made in your uh, backyard there. Jerry. Oh, yeah. Over on the uh, over on the Gold Coast, yeah. a movie called San Andreas, which I then feel completely insulted that it was made in Australia yeah. because San Andreas Fault runs through Los Angeles all the way up to San Francisco and should have been made here entirely in California. Yep, so they could, uh, so they could yet again <laughs> destroy the Golden Gate Bridge, <laughs> like they always do. Yes, movies. yet again that bridge, <laughs> yet again. Um, this was an in, in, in entirely silly, silly movie. Uh, you know, it's about a, it. the big one. Yeah, it's got the rock in it. Yeah, with the yeah, rock. I remember that. Yeah, uh, but you know, you're talking about a 9.5 earthquake, and these things are just completely making all the buildings crumble. Mm. The thing about Los Angeles is most of our buildings have been built for earthquakes yeah. <laughs> and to handle sway. Now, I would expect some of the buildings to suffer damage. What I don't expect is the buildings to just fall over like a tree. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I don't buy that. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but, and you know, what we locals have all come to understand as that not being a possibility. Maybe it actually scientifically yeah. is somehow. I doubt it though, because that wouldn't make an interesting movie. Uh, you know, buildings falling does make for more interesting, yeah. but man, this thing was a green screen. Fest. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, there, there was some really shoddy <laughs> CG that you're just like, I mean, like, for instance, there, the, the, obviously San Francisco being surrounded, well, not surrounded, but having so much water around mm -hmm. it, you get a 9.5, 9.6 earthquake. Well, now you're going to cause a tsunami, yeah, right? So tsunami waves are going to come in and just flood yeah. everything. The interesting thing that I found was the water never receded. Like, I would think the water would surge, flood, and then retreat back as a wave yep. would. Again, maybe I don't know my science of tsunamis, but instead they just played it out as everything is now flooded. And again, if as Jared's been to San Francisco and he can tell you, San Francisco, lots of hills, ups and downs. Yeah, that would have to be a pretty huge tsunami to flood <laughs> right over the hills. <laughs> well, I mean, I can I can buy a wave cascading over it all, but then the water's going to drain right back okay. out. It's not going to stay a standing no. water. It's here. It stayed a standing water, uh, so that then they can have them in a boat driving through the city. Yeah, and that's where your shoddy CG was because <laughs> oh, <I bet. laughs> clearly they did not flood a city so that they could drive a boat. Instead, it was here. Let's put these actors on a boat that's on a gimbal, and we'll film them against a, a green or blue screen, and then we'll CG the world around them. But it just looked bad <laughs> and uh and and they had all this debris i mean like massive amounts of debris in the water yeah. right and they're driving right through it with an outboard motor and i'm like 
I'm sorry, your outboard motor is going to seize. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, or get know. completely knocked off the mount as, as you drive through. Right. Yeah. Right. As you've got concrete and rebar you know, popping up everywhere. Yeah. Um, I knew I was in for it, though. The very, very first scene, they've got this gal driving down a, you know, on a windy road, probably in Mulholland Drive. And uh, they did the typical, like, an oncoming car is coming at her and she, oh, there's something in my purse that I must need at this exact moment, mm-hmm. even though I saw a car coming. And then she looks, oh, no, no, she drove just fine. And then her phone rings and, and it's a text and she answers the text and no, still doesn't crash into anything. And then an earthquake hits and a rock slide happens and smashes her car and sends her sent, you know, flying over <laughs> the edge. But, um, but which, which basically is foreshadowing in the movie that anybody that's slightly bad is going to have the earthquake take yeah. them out. It's, like, it's going to be the earthquake. Yeah, it's not going to be anything else. Right. It's going to be all about the earthquake. Right. Um, but anyway, so they have her car go over the the hill, and it's entirely a CG car because the physics of the car just it just looked <laughs> yeah. false. And then we've seen enough cars in movies before there was CG of what it looks like for a car falling over the uh, hill that your your eye immediately no, goes, fight. nope, that's wrong. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so yeah it was a it was a crap fest that was made in australia yep. <laughs> it probably because it was cheap to make it here although i don't oh it, it would be much cheaper yeah stage space yeah. there and um because they probably would have done it on whatever the Coast, which would have been through the, the exactly where the they movie did lots out the back of movie world mm-hmm. um which still are there they used to actually run tours through them they had like soundstage and all that sort of stuff a little bit like universal studios did but yeah. they they shut that down when I'm caught on fire. I think so. Um, now they actually do. They do have like professional movie spaces out there um, now, like lots. But yeah, I don't know um, that a lot of movies actually use them anymore here. Um, I think we're becoming too expensive as a destination for movies. Yeah, Australia had the uh, incentives going for a little while, and. Uh... It's like, well, the, the problem with Australia is you have to get your actors and crew to Australia. Mm, that's expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, it costs a little, uh, costs a little bit of money there. Um, I mean, I, I know that you guys have film crew there that can handle mm. it, uh, but all the equipment has to be shipped in, and uh, especially for a big budget movie. Um, I mean, it's just a lot of importing. It is. There's a lot of importing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I, I'm sorry that that we managed to pump out a dodgy movie about earthquakes, um, <laughs> um, but it wasn't our fault. It was the movie. It was, no, it, it was I, I don't blame you entirely. <laughs> it was the director. So the, the, you guys haven't had to suffer through my movie talk in a long time. That was and, pretty uh, painless. We saved it. We saved it for the pretty, end. We saved it for the painless. End. I'll just edit it out. I will say that uh, that Earthshaker is much better than Sandra. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, right. <laughs> I was going through last night, so, and um, uh, I was fl- uh, flicking past Earthshaker. I was nearly about to play it last night, but I decided to go and check out some of the other tables that they did um, resource bumps in. Um, so Gorgar yeah. has um, uh, the proper HUD now. It actually has the the HUD that's like themed. It looks like an Elfin Yumeric. Oh yeah, yeah. They said that they were going to fix that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so that's looking pretty good. Um, and I played, I think, Black Hole for some reason. I just felt like, yeah, let's go play that. I went, man. Um, and they've done, they've actually finally put in the uh, the little saucer cup into that on the left-hand side where you shoot it up. 
into the saucer. Okay. It actually now has some art there. It makes it look like an actual saucer, not just a hole. Um, so, so we got one in there and we lost it from Big Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> They only they, have they, a they, few. They, you know, they only have a few of these digital assets. They can't, you know, <laughs> copy and paste. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I found last night when I was playing it. Um, I uh, I I tried out the random mm -hmm. button, and uh, it put me on a couple of tables that I hadn't played in a while. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I hit it, and it threw me. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it, it threw me onto Black Knight. And oh. I went no, and then it threw me onto Class of eighteen twelve, oh. and I went no. And then it threw me onto Black Knight again, and I was like, "What are you trying to tell me?" <laughs> no, and it it makes me it makes me kind of want some way of being able to tell the game never suggest these. It should, I should <laughs> random you on favorites only. Maybe maybe that would be a yeah. good idea. It'd get me to actually go through and uh, favorite yeah. stuff. Yeah, yep, that's, that's for sure. Because I'm not bothering these two, like going nuts and Black Knight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Until right. such time as uh, Black Knight is emulated and they make it better. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another reason why you ought to play it, but there isn't really that much compelling reason to. Yeah. Uh, so next week, uh, actually the day after our podcast next week, uh, I got the pinball league going again. And the good news is it's at this guy's house. It's only like seven minutes oh, from good. me. Should be able to make that. Uh, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know the guy I mean, other than in passing, so it's not like I have an open invite to go over to his house whenever and play all of his machines. Well, um, I got I got to work on that. that. My my people skills aren't that great. You should totally um, sort that out when you're over there. So hey, look, I'm only seven minutes away. Maybe I could bring a slab over. Right. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, they did say that he just got in uh, a Hobbit. No, excuse me, Wizard of Oz and uh, Game Ooh, of nice. Thrones. So that'll be good to get some uh, some plays in on those without having to dump bring your headphones. Things. For Wizard of Oz, you Good should idea. really do it. Yeah, decent ones too. Yeah, because um, you'll love it. I do. I don't think I own decent. We'll bring headphones. some headphones along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm wearing my decent headphones. My my iPod or iPhone. Yeah. I have I have wireless uh, seven or five point one headphones for my home theater, but they're, they're wireless and they no no. <laughs> they they kind of need their receiver dock to uh, send the signal yeah, from. That's right. So. <laughs> no, you would like it if you um, can hear Wizard of Oz through headphones. If they actually got the headphone port on the door, which I believe they do. Yeah. Um, so yes, it's very good. Well, uh, gang, we have made it through yet another podcast. We appreciate you all for listening. Why don't you give us a follow, like uh, Andrew has done on uh, Twitter. And knew then that, hey, our podcast was being recorded live. He came in. He requested that he talk about some pinball. We let him in, and that segment happened. Yeah. So uh, to do that, follow us at Blockade on Twitter, or you could follow at Jared Morgs or at, uh, at Shut Your Traps. Either of those three, you'll find out that uh, when we're broadcasting and when we mention uh, pinball and stuff like that. That's right. Next week, we'll be talking about Pinballs. Things. <laughs> In case you haven't figured it out, we never know what the hell we're going to be talking about the next week. We just we, we just wing it, it on the day um, of recording because that's how you should do it. Exactly, exactly. It's more spontaneous right. that way. Um, 
If, if you are having an issue with the fact that we've never yet been able to do a half an hour long uh, podcast and we keep on doing these 45 minute to an hour long sessions, do what I do sometimes and listen to our podcast at one and a half times speed. The jokes come much quicker. The, uh, the banter is, you know, much livelier. And, uh, you know, I actually, it's my preferred method and, now. And I will probably <laughs> be unintelligible because I speak fast anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> More than I normally am. <laughs> the, the the only weird part for me is my laugh winds up sounding like a chipmunk. But, uh, it should we should put out here. It doesn't actually speed the pitch up; it speeds the te the tempo of it up. So yeah. it still sounds funny as hell. Uh, for the record, yes. I listen to all American podcasts at one point five speed because you guys all speak too slow. <laughs> True facts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, well, why don't you go ahead and uh, check out our t-shirts at represent.com forward slash blockade dash shirt. Uh, somebody pointed out to me that the forward slash actually has a true vocabulary name. It's something like a vergine or something like that. But God forbid if I use that instead of saying forward slash because everybody would be like, I typed in vergine and nothing happened. <laughs> I've never heard of it being referred to as that. No. I don't even know if that's exactly the word. I know that I just remember it started with a V. Uh, you know, somebody showed it to me at work the other day. And <laughs> I was like, no, that's just a forward slash. A forward I'm sorry. Slash. I don't care what vocabulary word. Yeah. Um, although I do wonder about uh, the current generation, uh, what they would think if you said, ah, oh, push the pound sign. Would they know what the hell the pound sign Probably is anymore? Because it's a hashtag for them. Yeah, do the hashtag sign. <laughs> yeah. But I still get that on, you know, when you put on hold or you're leaving message or whatever, and the, the automatic operator says, push pound signed when you're done. I'm just like, I can just see some, some you know, 17-year-old looking at his phone being like, uh, what, um, I don't see, uh, is that a British pound? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, uh, yeah. Oh, dear. I'm just yeah. I'm going down the rabbit hole now. I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia. I'm just five clicks away from total annihilation. Um, <laughs> well, in that case, we should we should let you, uh, we should spare you that uh, misery before you go down there. A solidus. A what? A forward slash. No. No, that's not what they no, called it. There you go. But, hey, you can't trust everything. You can't trust everything that people now. say off the cuff either. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I'm making no, no, something I'm up? Your friend is. <laughs> no, he showed me. It was on his phone. It was from the internet. Oh. <laughs> um, all righty, gang. We're going to let you all go. Uh, thanks again for listening. Talk to you. See you later. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Stop listening. Place pinball. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Here we, here we go. Give me one here.
Where do I talk into? Uh, right here. You, this can be edited out, right? Yes. Okay. Totally. totally okay, because yeah. <laughs> now I want to sit. Yes, oh you may God. or may not be in the outtake <laughs> at all. So no. <laughs> Hi. Hi, this is Andrea Freebus, <laughs> aka Ben's Belly. <laughs> oh, I sound horrible. It, it, no, you don't. Echo. I don't like that. Yeah, it's the echo. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Don't worry about the echo. You'll get used to it. You're hot. I know. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's wrong with you? Oh, no. I sound. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring me back to him. <laughs> <laughs> Radio's not for everyone. Yeah, she doesn't like her own voice. Radio's not for echoing. everyone. Yeah. Radio's not for everyone. <laughs> well, I think it would be fine if she wasn't hearing the hearing the loop back into the yeah. into the headpiece. It's not it's happening like to I'm me. I'm yelling at myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I See what it feels like? See what it feels like? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go see what it feels like to be yelled by at you? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I reserve that for other people. <laughs> <laughs>